for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome back to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest coming all the way from Arizona. We have Tia Penny. How's it going today? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. It's, it's the perfect time of year because it's not too hot just yet, not too cold, but I'm having a great day. So excited to chat with you and talk a little bit about everything you got going on. I know you got a new single getting ready to drop here. Yes, I guess I we're counting. Guess we're getting ready to count down the hours, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, it's coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so really excited to jump in and talk about that, and uh, you know, just get to know you a little bit more. I feel like this has been a uh, podcast interview that's been in the works with your mom for about six months at this point, I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you know, it it takes time sometimes. Um, so for anybody that's just kind of getting to, uh, meet you for the first time, any of our followers that are just meeting you for the first time, kind of give us a background of, uh, who you are and what you're about. All right. So my name's Tia Penny. I'm 15. I do a lot of music. I go to a music high school, um, and I've been writing songs for forever and tomorrow I'm putting out my first song. So that's my, going to be, I think a big milestone. I'm really excited. And then I'm going to have a big celebration. I'm excited for too. Uh, so that's the point I'm at right now. Awesome. Awesome. And so you've been writing and performing and singing pretty much your entire life. Is that fair to say? Well, my mom says when I was a baby, I used to sing and that's how she knew I was awake, but yeah. <laughs> can't really confirm that story. But, um, there's videos of me when I was six writing songs on the piano and singing along to them. And I've really just always had a love for music. Gotcha. And so at that age, were you, is that just something that was kind of naturally happening? Like obviously six, you probably don't have too many memories at that point. Like I, I don't have too many memories past yesterday, but you know, that's just me being 35 and, old oh but so oh did did was that something that just was like you would naturally always do or were you taking piano lessons at that point because I think it was built a lot out of out of like curiosity like when they gave me my first guitar Mm -hmm. I immediately tried to figure out chords and Mm -hmm. I remember I actually figured out like what a g chord was just by Mm -hmm. like hearing it. So I don't have a perfect pitch or anything like that, but I've always been curious enough to try to figure it out myself. And I've taken lessons since probably six as well. Okay. So you, you, it was very ingrained early on. Yes, exactly. Okay, cool, cool. And so uh, you'd brought up that you were, that you're in a musical high school. So I'm guessing, is that something that you always knew you were going to end up doing or How'd you get into the musical high school? All right. So it's Arizona School for the Arts. Mm -hmm. And both of my siblings went there before me. 
So it's kind of a path that I knew that, that I was going to go on, but it's been really beneficial for me to learn music theory in school. Mm. That's been the biggest thing for me. Um, so I've been there since fifth grade and I, I really enjoy it. It's been really helpful. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it, it's not, it's like an all grade school. Like you can go from fifth it's grade. Fifth, up. It's fifth through 12th grade. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, and so are they, they're teaching you like theory. Is it more of like you go in with like a specific instrument in mind or are they just kind of preparing you for all around music? Yeah, so when I first went in fifth grade, I did guitar and choir and piano. Mm-hmm. And then once I got to high school, we had to drop one of them. So I stuck with guitar and choir and that's what I've been doing. So I have uh, two hours of music every day, just built into my school system. Okay. And then they're still teaching you like English and all the normal. Yeah. That's the first five hours. Okay. So I I bet you're kind of looking forward to the last two hours of the day or those two (laughs) hours of the day. Yeah. It works out pretty well. Nice. Awesome. And so, um, you're based out of Arizona. Is that where you're from originally or? Yes. I've been here my whole life. How, how do you like living in Arizona? I like it until summer. It's pretty hot out here. Right. I lived in New Mexico for about four years. And the couple of times I went out to Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. My, my shoes would melt on the pavement. Let's just say that. <laughs> I go pretty much nocturnal just to go outside. Right. I understand. Um, so one thing I did want to talk about, cause it, it kind of caught my eye initially, definitely want to talk about the Ted talk because that's not something that happens every day. Um, mm-hmm. but the, uh, little big shots, how did you get involved with that? Well, when I was younger, um, I, I think I was seven when I got my ukulele mm-hmm. and my parents started recording videos of me and posting it online for like families and friends. Mm-hmm. I had like 11 followers on YouTube and then NBC reaches out to my parents. They're like, no way this is real. They do the research and it was genuine. It was NBC in their show. Um, so we flew out to like Hollywood kind of area and it was just mm-hmm. a wonderful experience. Like it was really cool as a kid to see what the music industry really is like and to meet Steve Harvey and everything. Yeah. It was really cool. Nice. And it was it, I'm, I remember seeing like the promos and stuff for a little big shots back in the day, but was it, you were just on there for one episode or was it more like a competition series? Um, I was on there for an episode, but it never aired. Um, I had my dog on there with me. So Um, things didn't work out too well with that. Um, but it was just like a good experience, like a good, um, thing for me to see, I guess, when I was a kid. Gotcha. And when you, for anybody listening, when you say your dog, you have a singing dog as well. Yes. Yes. She holds on command. So even she's in the single, she howls at the end. Nice. Cause I was watching the, um, the, the clip that you have on your YouTube page where you're on AZTV, the the station out there and uh, you had your dog sitting there and I thought I didn't even put two and two together that it would have been your dog. I thought it was just somebody (laughs) had a singing dog and yeah. Yeah. We figured out she could do that one day and it's been, it's stuck with us ever since. It's pretty cute. 
That's awesome. That's really cool. And then, so was Little Big Shots before or after you had your TED Talk? This was before. Okay. And so then you were out, after that, you were out busking at, I'm guessing it's ASU? Yeah, it was um, First Friday, which is like downtown Phoenix, like kind of like a little event. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, basically these college kids kind of came up to me and recommended that I audition for the Ted talk, the TEDx. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was pretty cool. It's like, I wrote a song about it after and I called it uh, leave it to luck. And it was mm-hmm. about how like one thing leads to another. Yeah. I was just busking like on a random Friday and it happened to lead to a Ted talk. So nice. it was. Nice. What's something that you took like, so I watched the Ted talk before we jumped down here. What was something you took away from that whole experience of performing in front of a big audience? And then of course, you know, having to keep the entertaining, I guess entertainment's probably the only word that I can come up with, but like um, having to talk in between and actually present it as like a speech. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a good experience. Um, I didn't find myself being really nervous at all during it. Uh, it was just like, it was cool to meet everybody and all of the other speakers. Mm. Um, obviously preparing for the speech was fun. It was just like well-rounded experience. And so you prepare, you prepared a speech, like, did they have to like pre-approve what you were going to say, or was it just kind of like, Nope, just prepare for 15 minutes or whatever it is. I think I was, I was 12 and I think it was like a 15 minute speech. Mm -hmm. So, um, I had my parents help me out a little bit, but it was mostly from me, Mm -hmm. uh, just kind of giving my thoughts about spreading creativity and making it your priority. Uh, cause that was what was important to me. So one of the things that really grabbed me from the speech is when you first walk out there, you have your guitar sitting on one side and then you had an iPad sitting on the other and you hold them both up and like, which one do you think I was drawn to as a young kid? And then you hear everybody in the crowd saying the guitar. Cause you know, I think you were probably hoping that they would say like the iPad or something just to kind of twist, pull a twist on them. But I don't know. It was just kind of interesting that people just already assumed the guitar. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so no, that the, I do want to say very good job on the Ted talk. Cause I'm scared to death of giving speeches in front of anybody. So I can only imagine what it was like doing that. Um, so after the Ted talk that what was that about two years ago, I guess at this point, two, three years ago. Yeah. About three years ago. So this would have been before the pandemic, before everything kind of yeah went yeah. crazy. Cool. Um, so what happened after the Ted talk, did you just continue playing or were you kind of in the mindset of, okay, I need to start recording my own music. Where were you kind of at after the Ted talk? Uh, after the Ted talk, I did a lot of live events and Mm -hmm. then obviously the pandemic came and it kind of slowed everything down for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't do as many live events, but I really, got into writing towards the end of the pandemic. And then um, I got a record deal after that. And so we've been working on recording since then. Gotcha. And you went out to, so this new single and the next single, you went out to New York to record, right? Yes, uh, with Art Productions. Okay, awesome. And so that's all part of the record deal that you signed or that you're- Yeah, so that was- um, I recorded two songs in New York and then 
the label offered the record deal. So this was recorded before I was even okay. with the label, but it's very special. It's the first release of an EP that I'm releasing mm-hmm. five other songs. Nice. So you're releasing, so let, let's go, since we're already kind of at that point, let's jump into that. Uh, you've got a song dropping in a few hours or tomorrow, depending on how you, how you want to look at it. Um, Joyride. So what's the story behind this project? So my entire EP is basically reflecting on different parts of my life. So there's Mm -hmm. songs that are a bit more sad and there's songs that are a bit more in like happy And this kind of leans on that happy side. It's Mm -hmm. called Joyride. So it's basically saying life's a joyride. So let's enjoy the ride. Mm. And so you're releasing the first single tomorrow, correct? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure because I was jumping in between saying single and eat album and i was just like all right i'm gonna call it a project for now until i can <laughs> confirm yes um, it's the first single okay perfect perfect <laughs> um so how long how long have you been in the process of working on joyride from like when did you have the original idea for this song i wrote it probably when i was 12 mm-hmm. uh, i was just an idea it was kind of working in some of the more intricate classical guitar techniques into my own writing. Mm -hmm. I played around with that. And that was basically my first experience writing like a more technical piece on the guitar. Mm -hmm. And then the lyrics kind of came after that. Like it was a very happy song. Um, And then we flew to New York and recorded the guitar and vocals and then worked through processing it and adding in synthesized drums and everything to make it what it is today. Nice. And so through the entire like creative process of this song, were you turning to people at your school for like advice on how to approach, like, obviously you play guitar, so you have that aspect down and then you can also sing and write your own lyrics. But when it comes into like incorporating like synth drums or any other parts of the song, did you kind of turn to other people to help like, Hey, how do you, how would you approach this? Yeah, that was done directly through my label. So we kind of went back and forth to uh, work through and make it what our individual visions of it were. Gotcha. 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 And so with uh, Joyride coming out tomorrow, uh, why did you choose this to be the first single to represent this entire EP? I think it's kind of symbolic that it's, um, you know, the joyful single, it's Mm. the reflection on happiness. And Mm -hmm. as like a 15 year old coming out with a song, I feel like the first one should be based off of that happiness. So it's, it's going to represent the start of the EP as like a happy base, I guess. Nice. And so joy, you got the first single, dropping tomorrow um what's kind of the thought process or do you already know like when the second single is going to drop are you going to go straight into the ep after this like where so, are you kinda- we're going to release uh three singles separately mm-hmm. and then group the other three in one release mm-hmm. and then group it all as a whole as an ep okay. so um in between these releases there's going to be about i would say two months mm-hmm. uh, just you know, figuring stuff out as we go. So the second release should be a couple months from now. Cool. So that'd be 
July, maybe somewhere in that ballpark. Cool. Um, And so obviously working on the album, promoting this or working on the EP, promoting the EP, then doing school and then having a life outside of music. How do you kind of find the balance with everything? It's been mostly fun. I mean, I, as for like my social life, sometimes I'll bring my friends to my events. It's, Mm -hmm. it hasn't been too much of like an issue. Like it's been really fun, the whole process. Gotcha. So everybody's pretty involved in the whole process of writing and creating the album. Yeah, I would say so. Cool. And so as, as far as like the whole project in general, I know you, uh, you brought up like the, the feel that you want to have with this album. How did you kind of go through the process of selecting songs? Did you specifically write music for this EP or did you kind of have stuff already written? It was like, okay, this is kind of the tone that I want. Let's write. Yeah. Yeah. I had, um, these songs were already written, but once again, I kind of bounced back and forth with my label to figure out, which ones were smart and cohesive and would make a good EP altogether. And then, for example, like I wrote another one called Goodbye, which I think should be the second release. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote it after we had already decided on our the songs that we were going to mm-hmm. release. We decided to incorporate it in the EP. So it's yeah. just kind of figuring it out as we go along. So going through the figuring it out part of like, obviously the first, the first release is going to be one huge learning curve. And then you'll kind of learn for the second single release and then onward and so forth. What was like that first learning moment that you had leading up to this point in the release? Honestly, the most, I guess, learning moment of this process has been hearing my songs coming back. I think the Mm -hmm. first time we got all of the recordings from my guitar and voice and then hearing my own voice coming from a speaker in front of me, that was like the most wow moment. It was like, my song is like coming to life and like having, it's kind of becoming like its potential, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's been like the most exciting part. That's just kind of knowing that you've put all this work into it and you know, you, you've obviously played these songs before because some of them have been sitting with you for three, four, two, three, four years. You know, they've kind of been with you for a while. And so having played them out and seeing the natural progression of just the song itself as far as like maturing, because I'm sure from when you originally wrote Joyride to the way it sounds now is completely different because you've been playing it for three years and you've kind of had that opportunity to let it mature is that's the word I like to use is kind of letting the song mature is it. Do you see yourself? I I mean, obviously you've grown as a musician over the last three, four years from when you first started off on writing this music. Um, But what's been the biggest hurdle for you as a musician working on this project? Well, that's a good question. Mm, I think 
the picking process of the songs was particularly difficult. And then just kind of the, the decision making along the way, uh, deciding on like different drum sets, different mm-hmm. sounds. I guess I had like a vision for each song mm-hmm. and figuring out how to make them come to life. That mm-hmm. would be the hardest part. Gotcha. And obviously you're very active on social media. You got your Instagram, you got your YouTube and all that stuff. Are you, has the, obviously it's still very early if for the EP, but have you given any thought of doing like a music video or lyric videos or any of that stuff? Yeah. So I did record a music video for Joyride. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is kind of like a dreamy, happy video. Um, I go up in a plane, which is really cool. Um, (laughs) so that will be coming out, um, as well with the song. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. Does it come out tomorrow or yeah, it comes out on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Cool. Um, Ed, so that opens up a whole new creative Avenue. Cause obviously like with the music, you're more like lyrically like you're working one part of your brain and now with the music video you have to work a visual part of your brain was the concept for the music video your idea or did you kind of just say hey you're the video people you do it um i had a certain vision for it like obviously i wanted to stick with the theme of the song Mm -hmm. and i kind of worked it out with this videographer and Mm -hmm. we came up with I guess a plot mm-hmm. kind of thing, but that was simple enough. That would make sense with the music in the background. Uh, so it's just kind of a dreamy video. Like I see myself riding a bike and winning the lottery and going on a plane. And that's basically the idea of the music video. Like life's a joy ride. Gotcha. That's awesome. And then of course, then with the release of everything, are you doing a, like a release show or any of that stuff? I'm having a celebration on Saturday. So that's when the music video is coming out. That's going to mm-hmm. be the premiere, the showing of the music video, just with some friends and family that have helped me along the way, kind of thanking them as well for getting me to this point. Nice. Because when I was confirming with your mother last night about all this, she was freaking out about the party on Saturday, which was kind of entertaining. It was, it was, <laughs> but um, so Obviously, you're in the thick of it all right now. You're promoting heavily Joyride. You got the single, the e- upcoming EP, and all the uh, sequential singles coming out. What's kind of running through your mind right now as you're kind of approaching the abyss of releasing music and kind of doing this first release? Honestly, I don't have extreme expectations for the song. I kind of just want to see where it'll go. Um, I'm just really excited for it to be out in the world and for it to have potential, I guess. So I've just been waiting for this moment for, you know, 15 years. Um, (laughs) So it's just, I don't know, it's all kind of come down to this and I'm just really excited. That's awesome. That's, yeah, that's the perfect way to look at it. Just kind of let it be what it is and let it be what it's going to be and just enjoy the ride because it goes by like it goes by so fast. It's I I remember just some of the stuff that I did when I was around your age. And it's like, man, I wish I would have stopped to enjoy that a little bit more, you know, just kind of 
appreciated it. But, you know, it's you're set up for a long stretch of promotions and all that fun stuff. So it's yeah. going to be a fun summer. Yeah. So, um, so now that you're kind of re, uh, hit the fi- finishing line for Joyride, what's the next steps? Are you already like thinking about visual ideas for the next single? Are you worried about the next project? If that's even hit your mind already, or where are you kind of at? Um, I've been writing a little bit. Um, I've been working conceptually on like Mm -hmm. the next music video. Mm -hmm. So that'll come out with the next song. Mm -hmm. Um, because obviously that, you know, you put a lot of thought in that to make an audio thing kind of visual and have it have a storyline. So I've been working on that. I've been working on merch. That's a Mm -hmm. new thing for me. Um, I've just been doing little things here and there. Cool. So you've been, and are you, you're about done with school, so you'll be able to focus. Yeah, full, fully. Two, weeks, two weeks until finals. Okay, so. nice. I wasn't sure if this was like a year-round school because I know sometimes those, like the specialty schools, they do the what is it, the trimester thing where it's three months, one month, one month off, or something like that. So yeah, we got two months off, and I'll be in California for all of it. Nice. That's awesome. Is that? Uh, is that ju- to pursue music and record and all that stuff or is it? I am doing some stuff in California. I think it should be a good time for my music. I got some things lined up. Cool. That sounds like fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, so outside of music, when you need to take a step away from everything, what, what are some of your hobbies? What do you do to just kind of decompress? I love spending time with friends and family. Um, I care a lot about school and keeping up. So um, I do that. I'm in Model UN. So mm. I read up about the world and world issues. Um, I I guess I have a creative side too. Like I love to cook, to crochet. I don't know. I just, I love doing everything. That's awesome. That's really cool. It, it kind of keep, and I mean, it's one of those things where you got to have something away from music to exercise different parts of your brain and just yeah. kind of cooking and crochet. My sister just taught herself how to crochet and she showed me the first thing that she made. And I was like, wait, you made that? She's like, <laughs> yeah. It took me like three months. And I'm like, Wow. Okay. You know, because my sister's got a kid and she can only do it an hour or two a night. And so it's just like a little bit at a time, but she's like, yeah, it's really fun. So. Exactly. Um, So what's your, you brought up cooking. What do you usually cook? Are you cook like baking or are you cooking like in-depth dinners and meals? What do you usually cook? I love cooking everything. I love not having a recipe and just kind of like guessing here and there and hoping it works out. I love baking too. Um, anything with a lot of sugar in it. I like making that. (laughs) So you essentially like rating the fridge and the cabinets and just seeing what you can make. Yeah. (laughs) That's very fair. Very fair. I've done that once or twice. It's always fun. It's like, Oh, I want to make fried chicken, but I don't have any breadcrumbs. What do I got here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's always cool. Uh, that's awesome. Um, so 
one of the things that we do with everybody that comes on the podcast here is we play a fun little game. It's called uh, That's So Random. And I have a random question generator if my phone decides it wants to open here. (laughs) And I'm going to ask you five random questions to complete this game that we call That's So Random. Okay, sounds good. All right. Let's see. There it is. All right. All right, so here we go. It's that's so random. What is your favorite beverage to order when you are traveling? I got to go with a Shirley Temple. I actually I always send a picture to my best friend and we rate it out of 10 mm-hmm. um, based on amount of sugar, amount of carbonation and amount of cherries. So definitely Shirley Temples. if you were do you think you would enjoy um working from home or going to school from home i went online for school for a little bit uh it wasn't awful but i don't think i could do that consistently i think it was a good break fair very fair (laughs) what is what is something you're reading right now I am reading The Alchemist for school. We Mm -hmm. just read that. And I'm reading To Kill a Mockingbird and The Hate You Give. Nice. To Kill a Mockingbird is a good book. That's one of the few books I actually read in high school. (laughs) One of the few books I actually read. So, um, (laughs) If you could relive a year of your life, what year would you choose? Hmm. I think I'd choose the year that I went and recorded uh, Little Big Shots. That was just a really great year. I did a lot of gigs and a lot of outdoor events. It was really fun. Nice. Um, And then final question. Which is more important, natural talent, luck, or hard work? I actually have... A quote that says hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I think of that all the time. I think hard work is the most important. Yes, I 100% agree. <laughs> so that was, that's so random. I like that. That was fun. It, it's something that I started about a year and a half ago, just be, to kind of spice it up because I was doing a, a tele or a marathon of podcasts. And all the podcasts started sounding the same because it was like hour 14 and my brain was shot. And I was like, wait a minute, I've got a random question generator. And I just started asking them questions. And I was like, wait a minute, there's a, there's a segment in this. Let's figure this out. So that's where it came from. So obviously you're very busy with finals coming up. You got the release, the single release tomorrow, the music video release on saturday you're just a busy person what do you what's your uh show schedule how often are you performing live right now uh honestly it's pretty hot outside right now i've done a couple events and there's even issues with like the speaker because it was so hot outside Mm -hmm. um so i think i only have a couple things left in phoenix um and it mostly circles around the release. And mm-hmm. then once I head off to California, the weather's better and I can just, you know, perform everywhere. 
anywhere that'll take me. <laughs> for sure. And for anybody that's listening, yes, the heat is that serious. It's yeah. that bad. There was one, one time I was out. So I lived in Roswell, New Mexico for four years. And uh, there was a band that was coming through. They were like a metal band. Um, and we wanted to do a live performance music or like a live performance video with them. And so I had found this old UPS building. And so we set up and all this stuff and 20 minutes into the shoot, we, I look over at the thermometer and inside the building was 120 degrees and all of their equipment was melting and failing and just all this stuff. And they're like, uh, yeah, we got to stop or we're going to have to cancel the rest of this tour because we don't have any gear. And I'm like, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, the heat is that serious. So yeah, I'm excited for California. I think I'm doing the state fair twice, the California mm. state fair. So that should be fun. And then some other things here and there. Nice. Now do you, in California, are you staying more in Southern California or Northern California? Kind of around Oceanside. Okay. Cool. So it should be not too hot, not too cold. Exactly. Nice. Awesome. Well, it's been an absolute blast chatting with you. Um, if anybody wants to check out the, or they could still pre-save the single at this point. Uh, yeah. If they want to pre-save the single, uh, interact with you on social, any of that fun stuff, where can they find you online? You can find me at Tia Penny Sings on almost everything, but Instagram is the most consistent and up to date. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> Are you on TikTok? Are you doing the TikTok thing? Not quite yet. I'm about to get into that. Okay. It, it's it's a different animal, I will say that. <laughs> so, awesome. Well, Tia, it's been an absolute blast chatting with you. I've really enjoyed this. Uh, feel free to reach out. We'd love to have you back on. Um, other than that, make sure you go check out her new single, Joyride, drops tomorrow. The music video drops on Saturday. Um, and yeah, just... Look out for shows if you're in the California area or if you just happen to be in uh, Phoenix for the last couple of shows she has there. Uh, make sure you go check that out. And once again, Tia, thank you so much. Really appreciate you. And if you, um, for anybody that wants to support Live and Amplified, visit liveandamplified.net. That is our website. You can find everything we ever do ever, liveandamplified.net. But once again, thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you all later. <laughs>